one of those billionaires that I love to just play with a little bit is with a guy I call Bear, a billionaire Barry. Billionaire Barry, if you don't recall, is the billionaire who went on CNBC with PowerPoint slides. I still can't believe a billionaire went on CNBC with PowerPoint slides, but billionaire Barry did it. Since then, he has had a mortgage company go BK. He has had to stop redemptions in his REITs, and now he is selling 2,000 single-family homes. So we're going to talk about what Billionaire Barry might be feeling with the one and only Mr. Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. That was a great intro. I love that. So. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, have, I have my own sort of like very minor history with Barry Stern, like in the sense that when I was a hotel litigator, he was, you know, the chairman of Starwood. Yeah, Star, Starwood was, and then that's how he made his money, right? And Starwood was just notorious for being, you know, having a rocky relationship with its owners. So, and uh, we represented the owners. So he he's like somebody that, like I, you know, for my own, you know, personal reasons, have have always had a little bit of a, you know, like the name comes up, and I'm like, oh, Barry Stern. Oh. Uh, I have a negative reaction, so, <laughs> but actually not as strongly as you seem to. So that's that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. It's, I just think it's I just think it's comical. I mean, uh, a billionaire bringing PowerPoint to CNBC is not a sign of strength. It's a sign mm -hmm. of stress, in my opinion. I want to say these things. I don't want to get distracted. I want to do all of this, but I don't want to talk about Barry's bankrupt mortgage company. I don't want to talk him about stopping redemptions. I want to talk about Barry selling two thousand single family homes. So based on the plethora of articles I've read, uh, about 4% of his portfolio is single family homes, of which he has about 3,200 to 3,400. The articles have different numbers, but clearly he's selling 50% or wants to. Yeah. So what I wanted to come to you with, because again, you clearly operated at a level that I've never even sniffed. I went to your great event in Vegas and op, you know was rubbing elbows with people who were doing 50 and $100 million deals, things I've never done and, and can't imagine doing. But these, you know, Barry's even bigger than those folks. And what I am sensing is billionaire Barry's uh, real estate portfolio is suffering. You know, he's got some office, he's got some hotels, he's got some retail. And I don't think it's unreasonable to think that a lot of those are underwater, certainly worth less than he paid. And he is probably staring at some loan resets, some cash in refis, right? We talked about that at your event being the dreaded thing coming. Uh, so I think he's in scramble mode trying to save parts or all of his portfolio, and he's trying to sell everything he can that can raise cash. That's what I think this means, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to speculate, right, as to as to why. I thought you were going to go in a very, very different direction with this, sort of about the the structure of these, uh, you know, I don't know if these are, you know, built to rent portfolios or these are existing, you know. He's just They're existing ones that he picked up by buying accumulated a lot of single family houses. So, um, I mean, he, so he may, there could be a lot of different things going on there here, right? Depending on the debt structure for those single family homes, you know, it could be in a situation where the debt because of interest rate hikes has become untenable, right? I don't, I don't really know. You know I, this is just yeah, not. That's a good, that's a good point. I, again, when I talk single family homes, my mind always goes 30 year fixed rate debt, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. He buys those. It's probably commercial paper of some kind. You're absolutely right. I, I, yeah. I just don't make that connection. Because he's right. not, you know, when you're buying no, you know, portfolios of, a, of 500 houses, right, you're not eligible to get, you know, a single family 30 year fixed mortgage for those, True. right? You're buying with some kind of commercial, uh, you know, you're right. So, and if he did what a lot of people did, where they were buying that, you know, at, at 
variable, you know, one variable rate mortgages mm-hmm. so that you could exit more easily without any kind of, you know, with yep. less almost prepayment penalties and just did the whole thing where like, hey, interest rates are going to be low forever. Um, yeah. You know, this, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's also one of the people who's gone on TV and talked about the Fed pivot that's going to come. Oh, absolutely. He's begging for the right. Fed. No, he's, he's, he's cuts, cuts. cuts. Yeah. 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 So I, you got to, that could also be what's going on here. So it could be like a double whammy where it's become more difficult to service the debt on these, on these homes. Yeah. And at the same time, you right. need to liquidate cash for other things. Now, I think like for office, if he's got a bunch of office properties, then you got to kind of, you know, this is all again, speculation, but oh, I don't of know course. What, but if we could we could just say billionaires in general. I, this is my thesis, and you and I did this. I think it was three weeks ago. Yeah. We took somebody that was a billionaire with very minor tweaks. They yeah. owed a billion dollars. They had a negative net worth. I yeah. believe there's billionaires on paper, and again, I think a balance sheet billionaire or a balance sheet millionaire, it doesn't matter. It's just more zeros is worthless because yeah. of times like this. And I think there are billionaires underwater quite significantly. And now they are selling off assets that have equity to raise cash so they can survive to 25. That's what I think yeah. is going on. So so what I was going to say is that, so we don't know kind of like, um, let's assume he's got some office, right? His office was always, that was always like the cream, <laughs> the crop of real estate cream, yeah. up until COVID, right? And so um, the, it, he probably has to go through the portfolio and decide like which of those office assets are ones that are best positioned maybe to come back, you know, like the best office buildings he's got in the best locations that those, you know, when people do start going back to the office, I mean, they, they have, but I mean, when that kind of progress continues, they're going to want to go to the best buildings and the best locations. Right. So if he's got marginal buildings, you know, he, he may, have to make a decision just to hand them back to the bank, right? Because he's not going to put cash into those, but maybe he needs no. to raise cash to put into ones that he thinks are worth saving, right? Exactly. And so that's that could be going on as well. So I mean, there might be two things driving this, the interest payments on those houses, the housing market, you know, in spite of everything still remains strong because there's so little supply in the market. So maybe he feels he can exit those houses or he can exit them to, yep. to another, another player that's going to have a better debt structure or whatever. Um, and then, you know, free up that cash to go and rescue, you know, some of these other assets that he, that he owns. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think I think hotels because hotels are the best performing asset right now. I don't know if you know this, but I didn't hotels yeah. are the best. Oh, that's nice. Hotels are actually the best performing asset at the moment. Uh, so, nice. which is why you're yeah. really investing in hotels at the moment. Um, that's but, right. Uh, yeah. So, um, the, uh, but anyway, yeah, I think so. I, just to repeat myself, uh, I think it's it could be driven by more than one factor. I think you're right. I think there. I I had uh, I always my brain incorrectly always hears single family and thinks thirty year debt. But you're right. You're not doing two thousand or thirty eight hundred. Just it's all commercial paper. Yeah. And to your point, he acquired this. I believe the article said in late twenty 2020 twenty and twenty one. So he probably had ridiculously low rates. He probably got variable, so he had no prepays. And he, he got got. He's he just got got. He bought at the top of the market, right? And he did it with bad debt. Exactly. Very likely. I mean, it sort of reminds me. I don't know if you remember this, but back, you know, in the last housing bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that Tishman Spire? I do. Yes. 
they bought uh, Stuyvesant Town in New York City, which if you guys are not from New York, Stuyvesant Town is a massive, massive, massive development from, it's one of those Mitchell Lama projects from like the 60s. And it is huge. It takes, they, they basically knock down like, you know, 10 or 20 square city blocks in lower Manhattan as like, quote unquote, slum clearance, and then built these the Stuyvesant Town, which is like kind of like middle class housing. And it had been rent controlled for, for years or rent stabilized, right? But it was like a very nice, like a middle class rent stabilized uh, project. And then Tishman Spire bought it with the idea that they were going to get a de-state, you know, out of rent stabilization and charge market rates. They paid four or five billion dollars for it. Yeah, I remember. Top of the market, and then the market crashed, and they and they just handed the keys back to the bank. Yeah, and, yeah, and so I, like it just reminds me of that with you know people who bought the single family home portfolios at the top of the market with that. It's, debt. it's always the debt. It's the debt structure. So the last thing I want to talk about is I don't think. Uh, again, I just, I tease Billionaire Barry. Again, I want to be clear. I think Billionaire Barry is going to be fine. I think he'll get out of this. He'll lose some assets, but hes it's not going anywhere. He's big enough that the banks will work with him. But I do think there's a lot of nine-figure operators and eight-figure operators who won't be so lucky. And if they bought at the top of the market with bad debt, we're going to see a lot of, I think there's a lot of people scrambling for cash, right? We always heard that cash was trash, but boy, Cash feels really good when you are when you're in a need. So I think there's a lot of people going to make portfolio decisions, let that asset go, fight to keep this one, sell this to raise cash. I think there's a lot of operators in a pretty stressed out way figuring out what to what to let go and and what to try to fight to keep. Is that kind of a fair yeah. assumption? I mean, especially the ones that are in a position to do it, right? I mean, you know. I guess the sort of sad fact is the bigger you are, the more you can get away with, right? So Correct. if you're a billionaire, you know, you can you can just hand the keys back to the bank and then, you know, a couple of years yeah. later, they'll do business with you again. Whereas if it's you or me, they're going to be like, you know, nope. too bad, Jonathan, you, you know, we foreclosed on you and we're never going to lend to you again. And we're going to tell all our buddies not to lend to you either. Right. right. So um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, I guess, the way of the world, you know, that, yeah, strong gets stronger, but uh, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, this is we're we're still very early in this. This uh, this is going to be a multi-year kind of cleansing. Uh, a lot of it because of debt structure. Uh, but again, it'll be fun to watch you and I talk every week. Uh, mm -hmm. Where can people find you, Jonathan? Yeah, so please come and join my Facebook group at Apartment Investors Club on Facebook. Obviously, uh, there's a few questions you should ask, and when you're filling out those forms, please say you you found out about us from here. It's always great to see when people come through. You can get a free download from me uh, about multifamily investing at apartmentinvestorsclub.com. And you can also join my investor list by going to Two Bridges Asset Management uh, and filling out the investor form. Very cool. Thanks, Jonathan.